It wouldn't be a Brant podcast if I didn't hit one of these stupid buttons and make... We need to mix it up. What was that? It was our intro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, laugh track. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're we're set. Oh, here we go. All right. The phone going already. Shane, get it. Phone's going. Shane's... It's... Let's see. Rebuilding. 7.15 in the morning. January... What day? Uh, January 5th, our first day of guiding. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Chris Brent here. You know that because you actually signed on to watch this. Um, (laughs) I got Blaine and Ryan to my left and right here. And um, we decided that uh, we're going to keep this podcast train rolling and uh, give you guys another one. It's been fun. Uh, Blaine's sat in a few times with me uh, for this season. We've had, had Kyle in on the last one. Ryan, welcome back to Colorado. Yes, it's good to be back. It's been a long time since I've been in front of the camera. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, awesome. Well, we're going to get rolling, guys. Um, we've got a fun topic today. Ryan actually texted me this. Um, I think you literally probably just think about snowmobiling all the time, it yeah, seems like. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> I can't recall the last time. I'm like, I'm like laying in bed. I get this text. He's like, all right, I got an idea for our next podcast. All right, sweet. As Um, I was packing my gear, ready to come riding. Exactly. So um, obviously guys, we have a lot of fun um, sharing our views and opinions uh, about this uh, incredible sport that we all love. And uh, uh, today's topic is going to be a really fun one. And I think one that a lot of you will can relate to and um we'll figure we'll see which bucket you drop into and so ryan why don't you go ahead and read uh basically read your text yeah uh, that's a good way to start this isn't it yep let me pull that up here all right so as i'm scrambling around packing all my stuff 200 pound bags to come ride i was thinking a lot about kind of where we're at today and in the world of snowmobiling and so basically here's what i sent chris my thinking is an interview of you I would interview you, as I'm doing now, as I personally, along with many others out there, as I'm sure you all are wondering, really want to hear from you, Chris. What is your definition of technical writing? What are the absolute essential skills needed? What's your take of the writing style from the majority of people today and the trends you're seeing? And lastly, where do you think it will go from here? And where is it going? Well, so I thought this would this would be an awesome topic. And uh, Blaine, you uh, again, just a quick some quick history um, for the listeners and viewers. Um, you know, you've been a guide forever. Um, now you're a guide at BBA, so you've seen all sorts of different riders, riding styles, and everything. So I was like, well, Blaine needs to be in on this one as well. Yeah, I mean, it started with more of the trail riders, trail riding. We got off trail a little bit here and there, and this is, you know, BBA is a totally different level. You know, we do the three-day clinic style, and we teach people how to ride instead of help them get unstuck. <laughs> yeah, or like we used to say, can you hang? Can you so hang. go get you stuck and then yell at you and then try not to do it again. Okay, um, so let's start with question one. Um, basically, my definition of... Uh, treed. What's what's my definition of treed riding? Yeah, technical treed riding. Technical yeah. treed riding. Okay, so and I, you know, I think that that's what's fun. And so you know, at, look, just talking with the viewers, asking you, okay, what is your definition of treed technical riding? Your answer may be different than mine, and my answer has changed throughout 
the history of, of me riding mm-hmm. as well. If you would have asked me at 15, what's my definition of tree technical riding? It's like, you know. Above the trees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all we were thinking about back then is high marking and, yeah, you know, true. doing the big rainbow on the hill. Uh-huh. and That's where I, I mean, was. Cause mountain bars. Yeah, mountain bars. I mean, there was no getting on edge, oh, side no. hilling through trees. So um, that's what's so fun about this topic is, is it, it is really endless. And so, you know, let's look at um, – it's funny. My son is obsessed with the old Slednex mm-hmm. videos, schooled videos and all that. So literally that's what's playing in my house every single time I walk in. Yep. Nothing about the new stuff. He could give a crap about <laughs> hopovers, freaking twirly will ro- world. Twirly girly world. Yeah, all, all of that. He does not care. He wants, he loves the old stuff. And it's funny. So, you know, as I'm strolling through the house and, you know, I'm listening and, and I, you know, I was looking at my Slednecks 10 segment, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on an M eight or M 1000 or something. And it looks like it's such a struggle to ride. And, and you know, I'm, I'm wrong foot forward. I'm side hilling, but the steepness wasn't really there from like you, we were still going up quite a bit of technical stuff, but you know, I think that the difference that I see right now is so going back to the question, what's my definition of tree riding? Like for me right now, you know, I thoroughly enjoy looking at a hill that looks impossible to get up because either a it's too steep b there's too many trees um and and i guess that the combination of that too all the obstacles in yeah. front of you right yeah and and i think um you know that is what and the reason that i'm able to look at that now is because the sleds have so rewind to what i was just talking about on the m right like the tree spacing had to be a little bit better um the hill probably not as steep all of those things well now it's so it's so much easier on a new snowmobile Mm -hmm. that that stuff that was hard on an m sled is not hard anymore and so the evolution of the snowmobile has really dictated what my definition of technical treed riding is and so for me again the steeper the more challenging the and and I don't like, I, I've ridden like tight trees. I've been to Quebec, okay? <laughs> when you go to Quebec and you ride their tight trees, it's like too tight and annoying tight. And you can't get a rhythm and you're bouncing off of crap and running over stuff. And so like when I say tight trees, I want my snowmobile to fit through it. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, I really do enjoy, you know, we talk about this all the time, right? Like our tree spacing is, I th- I think it's, kind of tight um but you go to like mccall or a sealy or a tahoe or somewhere like there and i it's like my speed times two because i feel like i can stay neutral more i don't have to go wrong foot forward and i can just haul butt because the spacing is even more um blaine what like okay so you know so here's my definition right my definition is Mount Everest, steep with a bunch of d- d- dang <laughs> trees on it. Trees, yeah. yeah, and but but again, with the ultimate goal of getting to the top. To the top, and that is something, Ryan. We were just talking about it. I think that's something that's gotten a little lost mm-hmm. in what you see on Instagram and all this stuff. Is, I mean, like the GoPro clips 
um, are getting fewer and fewer. There's still, obviously, there's still definitely guys who love doing the tree lines and getting mm-hmm. the top. You know, we all of us just got done getting super jealous of watching you know, Keith Curtis and Kosturki oh, yeah. and all those guys up in Revelstoke where it's like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, talk about, like, if you talk about, like, the definition of perfect, steep, technical train. Steep, pillowy, like, trees, oh, open. Wow. Yeah, that, that looks fun. I still got to get tree. up to Revy, but um, Blaine, you've been there. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to, uh, Ryan, pose the question to him. Your definition of technical tree riding. There it is. Well, I mean, it's changed over time. I mean, you think technical tree riding back in the day is you're going straight up the hill and more really open shoots, and then you come back down and you try not to hit the trees. It's pretty technical <laughs> coming back down. Just getting back down. Um, and, you know, with the evolution of snowmobiles, like, yeah, you could go straight up, but when you start side-hilling and getting into that steep trees and being able to get on edge and hold that edge, that's where the evolution has changed. And, you know, you don't see these – type of writing on social media as much anymore because it's nope. for one it's harder to film mm-hmm. you know it that's w- a good point it went from like thunderstruck to filming shoots people going straight up shoots to people just doing wheelies and meadows mm-hmm. yeah so there's not there wasn't as much in between with the bow ties and the hopovers and that's kind of the cool stuff to see i don't know if it's cool anymore but it is fun to do it is, and i I thought it's interesting you make that comment because so I was scrolling through some throwback clips and I saw one from like 2019. I was on Spulio, mm-hmm. um, a, a 155 chaos, bunch of boost, really fun sled that really, that was a year that I told myself, I want to learn how to do these, you know, basically re-entries like in a space of this table. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I was on the side of this road, of road remember? Yeah. And I had the group there, yeah. and they all got their phones out, and I'm like, I'm going to... Death tr- is below. Uh, yeah, exactly. You guys all remember <laughs> it. Um, and, you know, like, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, shoot, that was four years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're all still kind of trying, still kind of doing that, yeah. you know? So that, that'll that'll set us up for the, the your last yeah, question, right? right? Yeah. Where, where, it's, where it's going. Um, so one one other thing that... I want to touch on before we move to the question two is what is pretty awesome about like, okay, that's our definition of technical tree riding, right? Well, okay. We like something steep. We like something with trees and we want to get to the top and, you know, North facing stuff always has the good snow, blah, blah, blah. So that's, that's pretty standard for us. But I think what intrigues me the most about how the sleds keep advancing, how our riding keeps advancing, all of that is that we talk about this to our to our people that we take out as well, mm-hmm. is being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Exactly. And you have to get uncomfortable to understand where the limits are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is what is getting us into this more this more technical terrain or steeper terrain is that like I'm kind of 50-50 what's going to happen here. But and and we talk I talk about this in in a lot of previous podcasts as well is whether I make the line or fail on the line I learn from it, but if I don't push myself, then I would I will never progress. And exactly. that is the biggest thing that we try to to show people here at BBA, right? Is like we have all these people that have this idea of what technical tree riding is or mm-hmm. what 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 snowmobiling is. 
And one of the things that we used to do and, and kind of how I got my name was way back in the day, like taking people out and showing them what is possible on a snowmobile. Well, I look at what I was doing back then. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's nothing compared to what we're doing now, right? As far as from a technical side of things. So that's, you know, I love that fact. And I love that that is why snowmobiling will never get boring for me because I'm always going to try to make a sled lighter and skinnier and, and get up. <laughs> to a gnarlier place to yeah. get me uncomfortable so I can be comfortable next time I get in there. And what's funny for me is watching you for many, many, many years and being a client and a fan before I started working for you is oftentimes when I look back, which I do quite a bit at your, at your older stuff, sometimes it looks gnarlier, but I think that's because of, of your point earlier. It was more, it was harder. It was harder. It was more difficult, a little bit more awkward. The sleds weren't as good. And today it just, I mean, frankly, you, you, I think most would say this, you, you make it look too easy. And so sometimes that it loses a little bit of um, the luster. Like, it's mm -hmm. just like, well, quit speeding up your GoPros. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> truly are going uh, ludicrous speed. Yeah. Exactly. And so when you talk about uh, technical tree riding, and when I think of you, I think of how you've progressed from kind of more um, – dangling off the sled mm -hmm. and the wrong foot forward and kind of the wild style, which, which really got my attention, to now so much of smoothness and speed and neutral. Yeah. And so I think for me this kind of um, transitions us to the next a bit of, of where we're going with technical riding. But um, just my perspective and watching so much of it from not just working for you, but but watching you as a fan. Well, watching those old videos and seeing how much English you had to put into the snowbill. So the body movements were so exaggerated, right? Like exactly. literally, well, when Blake and I went out the other day and I was, he's like, all right, go do a powder turn on that 98, right? At camera. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm going to be dragging my nutsack right on this snow coming so right first at thing you. I noticed, I'm like, yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> but yeah, and the, like the last point uh, Ryan made there is like, you ride neutral, and you ride neutral so much more on these new sleds than you did on, say, an old pro. And watching some of yeah, those exactly. old videos with uh, with you and Ross and San, like those movements are very exaggerated because that's what you had to do to be able to hold that edge or get that line. Where now you can almost do that neutral on a matrix. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. So that kind of covers um, our definition. What's exactly. number two? Two is what are the absolute essential skills ah. needed? Yeah. So. so this is what we've made our job and our passion over the last, I said 18 years. I don't know <laughs> how many enough. years. It's a lot of years. Since yeah. 2008. Okay. Yeah. Since 2008, uh, Brands Backcountry Adventure, that's been our goal is to um, show people or have them help them figure out what are the key essential things you need to um, ride this type of technical yep. train and change their perception on 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 the riding and yeah. and the terrain they're looking at yep. right yeah it, it's, so they have the confidence to go where they didn't think they could well go. and yeah. and that's what's uh so you know we're in this is 2024 here to the start this season has been a slow start snow wise for everybody um this is day one for us uh guiding and we have um, pretty low snow, but um, this takes us back five years ago where we had a season that started off like identical to this, and all of us were so worried, uh, like, oh my God, what, yeah, where are we going to go? Where, where are we going to take these people? All of our normal spots, like where there's not enough snow. We have snow in like 
the packed open stuff. And, you know, it's like, what are we going to do? And, you know, we kind of all just made the plan. I'm like, well, let's just go up to the bowl and like, <laughs> let's work on side hilling, yeah. I guess. Like, let's, let's kind of show these people how to do it right. And stay on edge. Yeah. Instead of follow along and hopefully you yeah. survive. Yeah. And so, that's where it changed. That's where everything changed for us. Yep. So, so we're going to be doing that exact same thing today. Um, you know, we have basically three drills that encompass like pretty much all the essentials you need to go ride tree technical terrain in, in my opinion. Um, and so let's just, we'll rattle those off real quick. Um, first and foremost, you have to be able to ride wrong foot forward. You have to be able to park on edge with the front of your sled downhill to be able to give you three options. Um, when you're parked on that edge, um, you have to be able to transition from downhill to uphill. That's our drill number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to be able to um, change direction on the snowmobile f- going from left to right on the hill. Um, we start out in the open, and um, but that's um, we start out in the open so you don't like wreck your snowmobile all the time. <laughs> but it's all geared towards getting into that more technical uh, tree terrain and changing direction on the hill. So um, we do this for a living, right? We teach we teach you guys how to do that. Um, you know, I, I in my opinion, the the biggest thing obviously is is using finesse. Um, you talk about this, Ryan. Like you know, I make it look easy. Well. And I tell all the people who are struggling on day one, you know, you are using so much more effort than you need to. And generally it's because why, Blaine? Because you don't have the eyes up. Eyes up. And they're right? using uh, momentum. They're using speed. And speed. S- speed. And, and we talk about that a lot, right? Is momentum can be uh, very vastly different. Yep. I guess momentum and speed are totally two different things. Yes. A lot of the time, people are using speed mm-hmm. to carry them across the hill in a side hill, which is terrifying to yeah. watch. Um, at where <laughs> it makes for good video. It makes for good video. <laughs> um, but, you know, we try to, and this is what we always talk about, is at any moment, you should be able to stop on edge, nose low, in control. And we always say, let go of your snowmobile. Why do you let go of your snowmobile on edge? Because if you can let go of your snowmobile and your snowmobile is staying on edge, it means that you have the angle of the snowmobile working for you onto the hill versus if you let go and your snowmobile plop falls over and starts rolling down the hill, it means you're using way too much effort and you're literally holding the snowmobile up instead of using the weight of the snowmobile to hold itself into the hill. Mm-hmm, exactly. And what we talk about so much in relation to all that is is utilizing the sled and the power of the sled versus your arms and your legs and your back and all that because you'll be exhausted day one at lunch and ready to go home. And that's the last thing we want. And so it's the first thing we drill into you over and over as we're doing the drills is utilize the power of that sled. Well, and I think that's what has, why our program has gained so much success over the last, um, you know, five or six years is because like what we're talking about here, literally we could do a whole podcast on this exact question. What what are the essentials to be successful at technical riding? Well, dude, it's like, 
there's 15 things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's eyes up, it's finger on the brake, it's throttle control, it's foot placement, it's body placement, it's shoulders square, it's eyes up, it's moving that foot when and knowing why and where. I mean, it is so many things, right? And and we see this all the time. And, and I love this statement is, yes, you made it from point A to point B, but did you do it correctly? Mm-hmm. And that's what's so easy for us being that we've done this for ever is like as they're going across the hill we're literally like kind of snickering and yeah. shaking our head whoa 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 stop 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 and when they stop they lose edge roll down the yeah. hill right okay that's Helmets mistake off, they can't that's breathe. mistake one right <laughs> like so and then it's it's so cool to be like hey See where your foot is right there? Your foot is parallel with the running board instead of at an angle. When your foot's at an angle, you can open up your hips, which pulls the sled farther into the hill, and then you can let go of the sled. Like, it's all these quick little things that we can fix for a guy who's ridden 20 years and thought he could get shit done. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, you're, like, totally doing this the wrong way. And, yes, you're, like, big and strong, and you're kind of doing it, Mm -hmm. but we're going to take 10 steps back, and we're going to, like, make you a rider. And it's pretty damn awesome it is awesome and then it's awesome too when people are not that they're doing things wrong completely but maybe there's just a little tweak and a little bit Mm -hmm. thing of something more we can refine because until it's perfect like there's still more we can work on and still get there like get good riders to be even better yeah and i'll give and we have tons of examples of that but i'll give you one example right so when we do our our circle drill our circle drill is where we we go down neutral we switch to wrong foot forward we get on edge we come back up the hill and um, then we go back to neutral. So one of the mistakes we see a lot is guys don't move their foot, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're going downhill, obviously your foot on the running board is all the way forward. Um, And then when you transition, when you want to transition that sled to go from downhill to uphill, you unweight the front of the sled by putting your foot that's on the running board further back. And we get guys who either A, completely don't even do it and can't even make the turn, or they only move their foot back just a little bit, and then it really makes it tough to 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 move the sled back, right? And they just they start looping. They start looping, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So um, again, it's all of these little things that when you fix it, and uh, off, and we 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 spend a tremendous amount of time and lots of repetitions mm-hmm. to get it um, in their head. So what the goal of our day one and why we do so many repetitions, no matter how many times you've been out here is that in the pressure situation, when we're going to go into the real fun riding on day two and day three, you should never have to think of is my foot to in the right spot. Mm -hmm. We want it to be automatic and we want you to know and feel what happens when you make those changes. Right. Yeah. Um, And that's what we, we talk about so much when we're out on the hill after after that day one, towards the end, we start saying, okay, what did you do wrong, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And putting it on on the client to tell us, and that's a big part of lo- the learning aspect as well. Yeah. Um, to your point, recognizing what you've done wrong. Yeah. And and I do that myself when I screw up on something. Oh. Like, All right, what did I do? And then learn from it, right? If we don't, then where, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, as I'm getting stuck, I'm already <laughs> yelling, yelling to myself yeah. what I did wrong. Yeah. Like, you idiot. You yeah. know better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess one thing I wanted to throw out there to both of you, if you could pick the most essential. Shane? <laughs> Shane. Shane. We're doing a podcast over here, bro. <laughs> Put the drill down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most is, like, if you could pick one the most important skill, like one, one thing. I know that's very difficult because there's a lot of things that make up um, 
the importance of, of writing technically and doing it all right, but if, if there's one thing to pick, what would it be for you, Chris? Can mine be a bundle? Well, that's Can we just bundle, it. like I State just Farm? Want, I wanted to – let's go with, like, picking one and then go okay. with your bundle. Okay. Because I know this is – it's very difficult to answer, and it's probably not a correct answer just to say one. But, I like, I have an idea of if I had to just pick one. It can't – like, for me, I can't just pick one. But I will say the most important thing or the thing that people struggle with the most mm-hmm. is uh, having eyes up. Okay. And so, for me – the body can only do what the mind is telling it to do. Yeah. So when you're looking down, all of your actions are are for what you're looking at just straight in front of your ski. Exactly. And it's so painful to watch. Uh, it, <laughs> you're exactly it's right. Like, Whoa. Whoa, up here, dude, up here, like up here. And what's, uh, what's crazy is as soon as they look up, their shoulders go up, they counter steer. They're like, oh, oh sh- hello. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Right. Instead of like, and, and, you know, our first drill is coming up straight, turning, getting on edge. When their eyes are down, literally all they do is just go in a circle and go back yeah. and we're waving. Yeah. Uh, try uh, that again. And yeah. you need to look that way this time. So for me, um, it's eyes up. Exactly. Well, I'm going to kind of take a, a cheating route in here and say <laughs> body positioning. Yeah. All right. Because, you know, body position on the sled, like that body position could be eyes up or weight over the front of the sled or, you know, feet back, just positioning on the sled and your weight on the sled because that is all the input of where that sled goes because the sled goes where you tell it to. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, what's and, your and for me, it really is the eyes up thing. I struggled with it for a long time, along with some other things like throttle aggressiveness and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But... But one key statement that I often hear us all make is if your eyes aren't up, you can be doing everything really close to right or right, but it's probably not going to work, mm-hmm. right? And and we kind of joke sometimes, like, or, and I will with clients, uh, you're, you're just, your eyes are down, your head's down all the time. Do you, did you drive here in your truck staring at the hood? Imagine, imagine that. It's strange how much we stare down and when we even all of us get tired we'll find our head falling down and what happens we screw up over and over it's the number one thing that when i'm tired at the end of the day and i'm trying we're trying to do our one more it's all i'm yelling at myself the entire line is keep looking up keep looking up because i have the fundamentals i know what i need to do and i will be successful all i have to do is one thing Mm -hmm. is look ahead and anticipate what's coming ahead of me instead exactly. of reacting to what's in front of me. And and you'll find even if even when you screw up and your eyes are up, because your eyes were up, you had plan B, C, plan, D, E, yeah, whatever, plan. that yep. you were able to at least, maybe you got stuck, but at least you're not as bad, yeah. right? And I think it's interesting, early season, like what we're doing now, early season at 4 o'clock at the end of the day, holy cow, you find yourself <laughs> like just a wet noodle, yeah. like, oh my God, I'm riding like an idiot right now. <laughs> I got a good meme uh, for that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, number so, three. Number three. What's your take of the riding style from the majority of people you're seeing today and the trends that you're seeing cool um this is another pretty awesome part about our job is you know we get 10 to 12 new people uh every uh four days Mm -hmm. to 
um, to basically look and see, okay, this is uh, how, how do these people ride? Um, what are, what are their goals? Um, and I think it's interesting, right? We ask, you know, Ryan, you literally interview just about every single person that comes to BBA. <laughs> and one of the questions is, what are you hoping to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, you know, back in the day, um, there would be one or two, I just want to learn that damn hop over. Yeah. Right. And now it's like, I want to learn, there's a lot of people that ask to learn a hop over or re-entry. And, you know, I think this is what's interesting. Um, five years ago, we kind of laughed. Yeah, we at did. That. Yeah, be, be, because I was like, dude, hold on. Let's learn how to side hill first. Mm-hmm. And then we'll work on like doing hop overs. But now, you know, again, um, people are advancing as riders. Um, and now, and this is, I've talked about this before. And if you watch any of any top rider who has, you know, a re-entry or hop over in their bag of tricks, it used to be, we're just going to go do this to like be flashy. Mm-hmm. And in open, we're going to show you how, like how cool it is to be able to do that. Well, now a hundred percent, is those moves are on purpose to get to the top of the hill, mm-hmm. right? To like change direction on the hill, to not get stuck, to, I mean, they, they actually have a use instead of it just being just a flashing move. Well, yeah, it could be your plan B or your plan C. You're yeah. like, hey, I want to go to the top of this hill. Well, oh, you didn't carry enough momentum. Well, that's where your reentry comes in. And then you wanted to make that turn and go back up. And you're like, oh no, there's trees or down tree. That's your hop over or your hop under. Yeah, And you can go back the opposite direction and yeah. get your speed again, find another line. Well, and that's what's really fun for me is, you know, we'll be, I'll be watching, you know, uh, one of our, uh, you know, a guy who's been here a long time and he goes and he's doing it and he's doing a line and it's kind of getting tight and he goes and the sled starts kind of wheeling up and he literally goes and does a re-entry and the sled almost comes up on top of him at the last second. He kind of looks, the sled falls down and he's like, I did it. I did it. I'm like, Okay. You, you kind of did it, but next time, do it on purpose. Do it planning to do it. Because what happens when you plan to do it, guess what? You're not nose down, stuffed in, claiming that you did it. You're mm-hmm. continuing your and line. I find myself in that situation a lot as I'm trying to get to that next phase in my riding mm-hmm. style, right? It, it often is more a mistake than it is on purpose, even though I know what I'm doing is just happening way too last minute. Way yep. too last minute. And I'm not in the greatest position afterwards. Yeah, or, exactly. Or it's on me. Or which, it's on top of you. the mouse yeah. trap has been the so, death of me. Yeah. So, you know, okay. So kind of going back to the question, what yeah. are the trends and what we see? You know, we're, we're getting more and more riders, which is awesome, that show up. They understand and know what wrong foot forward is. Uh, they can kind of park on the hill. Um, most of the time they park nose high or nose even. Being able to show them the effectiveness and the why of why we park nose low, mm-hmm. um, I think that changes the game instantly for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um I, so I think there's that. But then, you know, to be honest, you know, the majority of people we get are what we call the average mountain rider that like to ride average terrain, which, you know, they kind of ride neutral all the time. Um, if you go to take them into the trees, they end up being a mess because they they aren't looking ahead. They're not 
understanding or able to um, transition their body from the one side of the sled to the other. Um, so, you know, that's really, in my opinion, what we see the most is we see uh, the average mountain rider that rides in average terrain and mm-hmm. um, which is great because what we really enjoy doing is showing them how to become more than just average. Let me ask you, let me ask you this question. Do you feel like some of what we're seeing in the writing styles of today and kind of the flashiness on Instagrams and in the social media side of things, do you think that's inhibiting a little bit some of the actual pure technical writing skills of people because they so badly want to do the hop over the bow tie and all that? I, there is a, there is definitely a movement that is buying 146 9Rs and 155 Chaoses and just want to go and do that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Is it inhibiting people from going to that next level? Kind of is. Uh, um, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I did that. But, you know, now back to the technical riding, what's your idea of it? Mm-hmm. My idea of it now is, you know, I used to be doing those hopovers and wheelie turnarounds and all this stuff on a hillside where there's no consequence below. Now, my idea of it is in those tight trees when you have to make that hopover, and if you don't make that hopover, your sled's going into a tree. Or if you don't ride that sled out, it's, I mean, it could be the end of the season for that snowmobile. Like, that is my idea of fun, tight, technical yeah. terrain, because that gets me going. Like, that's that's scary to me. I, I second that 100%. I love, like... I think one of the coolest things is like so on on what, name whatever yeah. you know you've got the you've got There's your Blake. you've got your clients sitting here and you, Blake get the camera out right I'm like I'm gonna go do something right here and you you know like because in my mind all I have to do is do uh whatever a hop over and or a re-entry that I've done literally thousands of times I just have to do it like right there and I come back. And, you know, the guys are like, holy, dude, what if you would have, like, fallen down right there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would have been bad, huh? <laughs> huh, I didn't even look at that. You know, like, I, I love that challenge. And I think as, as, you know, my message to these people who are wanting to, like, you know, love doing the Kasturki moves and all this stuff, I think is awesome. Like, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great tool um, in the toolbox for sure, but to Blaine's point, you know, the next level of that is going to go do it in terrain that has consequences. Mm -hmm. So it forces you to do it correctly. And it, um, you know, and so like, I, I think that's part of it as well. Yeah. And my riding style changed coming out here and riding with you guys because I was that guy and I still enjoyed riding in the meadows and doing those hopovers and playing on that stuff to get warmed up and then go into that gnarly stuff. And my even sled setup has changed a lot in the last few years going to, uh, 165 and I always thought like man you don't need a 165 you can't you can't do that stuff as easy but it does take a tick longer to get that Mm -hmm. sled around but when you do like you have so much more capability and you can get more places with it like Mm -hmm. there's a time and a place like you almost need like a quiver of snowboards or surfboards on depending on what what wave it is like what time of the year here like do you want to ride that 146 well yeah Mm -hmm. I mean springtime you know some early season stuff to play around a little bit yeah, 146 is awesome. Yeah. Well, and we're also seeing, you know, and I'll, I'll use all those Wyoming kids. They're all riding 155s, and they're they're in gnarly, gnarly terrain. Well, and another thing is snow. Snow, yeah. right. And you bring a 155 down here, and 
like they can get there. Uh, I mean, you can cue back to name. Let's see. I'll name all of them. Uh, uh, Turkey, uh, Kyle riding his 155, Andy Thomas, Keith Curtis, all of them bring their 155s here, and I'm just kind of laughing, right? Because all and we talk about it all the time. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna go 165 you to death mm-hmm. today, and I, you guys are good enough riders, you will get there, but yeah. I'm going this way, yeah. and th- these guys doing all this crap, get try to get up to the hill. I, it's awesome. Uh, well, I'll never forget Ross. We were in Narnia. <laughs> Ross on the climb ride. This was back in like had to be like. Two, what, like 18? 18, something like that. I've never seen Ross so sweaty and tired (laughs) in his life. I had to do 1,900 hopovers. He was on his wild child, 155 big boost thing, and but he finally got there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, like it's it's again, it's it's what whatever you want to do, what you're looking at doing, and and so that's that's kind of how it is. Yeah. All right, let's go to number four. Four. Where do you think it will go from here? Um, morning, Andrew. Hey, Hi, morning. You're on the next podcast, pal. Okay. Uh, where will it go from here? Um, that's a tough question, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, did you think you would be here? Yeah. Ten years ago. I mean, you might you might have. Do you think about that kind of thing? I do, and I think that's what makes the answering this question. It makes it it makes it easy and hard. Okay, so like, so ten years ago, I was looking at terrain like, I will get up there one of these days, mm-hmm. and it's no different than today. Like, I will get up there one of these days. Um, the what what is hard to fathom about saying that now is like, it is effing steep. Mm-hmm. Like that's I think that's been the biggest differentiator in my what I enjoy to ride is literally the steepness and the consequences when you're in the steepness. I mean, like we have some stuff here that it's just like, dude, if I get stuck here, I am so effed Mm -hmm. my, I'm going to wreck my sled. I'm like, so, you know, it seems like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of there, Mm -hmm. you know, like I I am uncomfortable right here. Um, (laughs) and did I make it? Yes. But you know, I slid out on a rock, got high sided up against a tree, luckily brought it down and there's cliffs right there. You know, it's like, Ooh, I don't know how much gnarlier this Mm -hmm. can get. Um, I, I think, you know, for me, I guess as, and again, as I get older, my, in my vision of, how I think of my riding in the future, I I just try to keep making it smoother, more efficient, and easier. The sleds are helping that for sure. Yeah. I'm really enjoying boost. Mm-hmm. I love uh, what the sled can get me into. I, I'm really liking that. So, um, so where it's gonna go? Um, you know, I think we're watching some of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you go you go watch these crazy dudes up in Canada, and you watch. Um, yeah, I mean, just look. Y- you just watch Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. You you look at the freaking Swedes. What Bergmark, the, oh yeah. goodness, right? Like <laughs> oh, next level. Next sure. next level. Like, but but that's you know that's one that's one niche of the industry, it is, and yep. it's a small niche because not many people are going to be like, mm, maybe I'll just go do a front flip. Today. Yeah, you know. And there's more and more people who can go do it, which is crazy to me. That's what I'm noticing is that that the the number of people that can do some of these insane things is is mind-blowing for yeah me. yeah i just want like how did this happen yeah that's why it used this to be quinlan right yeah, yeah it was jay 
Jay's the only one doing this crazy shit. I'm I'm like, dude, I'm I'm watching him like 75 feet in the air on a edge mm-hmm. snowmobile. I'm like, this guy's an idiot, <laughs> right? And now <laughs> there's right behind And him. now there's lots of idiots. <laughs> yeah. Uh in a, in a good way. In a good way. Well, and that's the right. progression of like that's what X Games kind of did. You know, in the early 2000s, it started that kind of style and that culture of being able to do those tricks and seeing that and seeing what's possible. And then the next generation gets to see that at an earlier age. And they're like, there's 12-year-olds doing it now. Like, it's just crazy. Like, you see that progression in all action sports and skateboarding and snowboarding and all that stuff. Yeah, you're right. And it seems like the progression has just quickened rapidly. I mean, ridiculously in the last, what, two years maybe? Well, and I think... There was maybe a little bit of a stale zone. Yeah, so it did, and, then it and, and it and it crazy. does that every every like movement. Mm-hmm. Okay, it went like it needed back in the '90s. It was stale for a long time because the sleds were this. Mm-hmm. This is what you did with the sled, mm-hmm. and then the M came out, and we're like, oh, oh wow, yeah, this whoa. changes everything. Yeah. You know, and, and what's then, his riding style? Sure. So, how I bring this all back, and I guess this is what I hope to see for like where does it go? What's next? I will be 100% honest. I am terrified of what we're going to be able to ride from a legality standpoint with wilderness and True. release of wolves and wolverine and lynx compaction. I mean, there is all of this stuff of people wanting to shut our stuff down. True. So I would um, not be a responsible snowmobiler if I didn't mention that. Um this will be your friendly reminder to um, if you haven't renewed your snowmobile club membership in a while, please do it. Um, all that money that uh, is, it goes somewhere to help us keep riding. So we can talk about where the future is going as much as we want from a technical standpoint, <laughs> but if, we, if, we, don't if we don't have the ability um, from a, from a legality standpoint, we're going to be in trouble. So um, with that, with that being said, you know, I, I hope people just keep embracing, um, you know, why we love mountain riding so much. And that's um, because you can make it as hard and or as easy as you want. Mm -hmm. And it's the most um, physical and mental demanding sport that you can ever think of. It is. Um, The mental side is just insane. Yeah. I mean, we've literally seen grown men throw their helmets Mm -hmm. um, in disgust. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, stop that. We're supposed to be having fun, okay? So just, like, move your foot, quit <laughs> riding on the tightrope, and quit, like, trying to haul ass across this hill, and you're going to be fine, right? That's so right. It, it can get frustrating. It can, yeah. I've uh, never been to that point, but, I, <laughs> you know, maybe at home I shed a tear when I get home. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've all had our yeah. moments. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan, well, I, I really appreciate the topic. Um, you know, we every time we sit down for a podcast, I'm like, man, it's hard to pick one. Right. Um, and I think this one is a, is a good one. And and, you know, we talked about you guys, uh, the viewers, where do you land in these buckets that we talked about? Um, and, you know, as a person who has been doing this for many, many years, I challenge you to um, push yourself, keep having fun, um, keep working on the technique, uh, get more people involved in the sport and um, share that passion. And uh, we'll hopefully have a healthy industry for many, many years to come. Yeah. Uh, And this being our first day guided, like be sure to uh, follow us on social media here (laughs) and follow all the shenanigans going on. You know, you got Blake media behind the camera and Ryan MC. Obviously if you don't follow Chris already, like what, 
what are you doing? <laughs> Did you just stumble upon this podcast? <laughs> like, and then, you know, Blaine Clowder, follow us on Instagram, social media, and keep up with us because we're going to be putting out a lot of cool stuff. Heck yeah. Well, we're going to, uh, we're going to cut this one a little short, um, cause we got work to do and, um, Shane is rebuilding a sled, really screwing up all of our, <laughs> our podcast stuff here. But, uh, anyway, thanks. Thanks guys. Hope you enjoyed it and, uh, make sure you, uh, comment below of what you thought of the podcast. And if you, uh, have a topic of your own that you would like us to discuss next time. So with that being said, let's go ride boys. Let's go kick off the season. Let it snow. Awesome. Let's all do right. it.